Alice started to her feet. She had never before seen a rabbit with a waistcoat pocket or a watch. Burning with curiosity, she ran after it, just in time to see it pop down a large rabbit hole. She went to follow, but received a Snapchat from her sister playing with the cat. Distracted, Alice forgot all about the waistcoated rabbit and went on to a less than successful career in recruitment. The end. Don't let silly distractions get in the way of great stories. With the world's largest selection of audiobooks, the difference is audible. And welcome to Halted and Mark podcast show. The following is a free chapter from the Romances of a Seeker by Kapil, K A P I L, Karma, K U M A R, Brasica, B H A S K A R. My Paranormal Encounters Many years ago, in a very hot summer, it was a very hot summer afternoon, I was waiting for a bus on the road to join the Delhi border. I was going home, but in, in those times public transport was not easily available. After waiting for half an hour or so, I decided to ask for a lift. After a few failed attempts, a young man around my age, in the early 20s, offered me take me along, told me that he met, he met his friend ten minutes on the way, agreed, and sat on his motorbike because he was going towards the same area where I resided. After some time, he stopped to see his friend, introduced him as Amen Singh, A-M-A-N-S-I-N-G-H. Why, this is how I met Amen for the first time, and soon he became my best friend. Amen's father had been a fighter pilot. Near Indian Air Force, he died a martyr in the Eighth War of 1971. I was new to the city of Farabad, F-A-R-A-B-D-A-B-A-D, as I have recently shifted through these from hostel after completing my college studies. My father retired from military engineering services and constructed a house in the city. He, we had, he had to settle there after his retirement. Ahmed became the first friend of his new city. We shared a special bond, which we both realised our first meeting. But it was it was such much more than that. This got this got revealed to us later that it was not the first time that we were meeting each other. We've been very good friends for many lifetimes. He's got a plan to make us meet again in his physical plane. A strange incident happened in my life. This made both of us aware that a special connection we shared and our common experiences. That particular episode, which happened about two years after I met him, haunts our memories to date. I still remember the particular occurrence vividly as it changed the entire course of my life. It was an unforgettable night. It was two days prior to the Diwali, and festivities marked the city. I was in mid-twenties and still bachelor. Being ambitious with a vibrant young blood, I strove hard to reach the top. At the f- same time as for a plain, for a brilliant, he's going quite popular among my peers. 
I bear this an unshakable confidence in myself the word fear did not exist in my dictionary, a quality which my friends admired. At that time I was working for a multinational US based company. With their offices in Delhi, I worked demanding late hours at the office. The night started like the usual one. I came home late and after dinner went straight to my room. It was the furthest corner totally cut off from the entire house. Around 11.30 p.m. I hit the bed and immediately went into deep sleep. Due to the hard and long working hours, I generally had sound sleep. However, that night, I started feeling restless and woke up in a panic. The clock had just struck one. <coughs> what I saw in front of me made my blood turn cold. My whole body trembled. I perspired from head to toe. For the first time in my life, I came to know what fear was. My room was dimly lit with DVDs placed outside the Dewey celebrations filtered through the window in my, into my room. In the faint life I witnessed a dark, dense, smoky cloud the size of a baseball moving from one wall to the other in the air close to the roof. I was spinning slowly. After some time it started progressing towards me as if it were my presence in the room. Lowering down it took two or three rounds into my in my bed. For a minute I went blank. I was unable to understand what it was. I was terrified and sat on my bed. I could not sense what that it what it was. Just mere black smoke. There is something more to it and more subconscious within and had some consciousness within it. After some time it started revolving round me, circling me completely. It slowly came extremely close to me. It, I wanted to shout for help, but my voice failed. I felt choked and found it difficult to breathe. The black smoke was only a few inches from my face. With great difficulty, I stood up and managed to run out of the room. In the nick of time, I bolted the door from the outside. I was now on the veranda end of the open sky, completely shaken. I didn't know what to do. I looked up and down some deep breaths. To return to normal, I pondered from my next room. Went to my next, on my next move. First thought which came to me was whether I should inform my parents. They said to my, and then I said to myself, maybe in the, the object inside the room was a figment of my imagination. Anyway, my parents would not do anything, even if, I, if it, that something existed in reality. I was lost in that to explain what happened in my room. It certainly was not a dream. Our body was still shaking, nervousness, my heart pounding at a fast pace. I sat down idly on the floor outside my room for about two hours or so. I remember such an explainable instance had occurred many years, times before, but this time it was happening after many years. I used to experience such unusual phenomenon since the age of eight or nine. As a child, I used to tell my parents about these incidents, but whether they not I could understand what was happening to me. After a certain age, I stopped telling them everything. I started keeping things to myself. I made myself strong. I started facing them on my own. Later that night, I gathered courage by telling myself that I could still handle, I could handle the situation, whatever it was. I turned to my room, put the lights on, and looked around very carefully. I checked every nook and corner to my room, even under the bed, but there was no sign of anything. I looked at the book clock two. 40 a.m. I dozed back with the lights on. The four, next four to four 
five days passed into our each celebrations with family and friends. The memory of the incident occurred a few nights back got completely erased from my mind. After the facilities low my life resumed, I was back to sleep in my room. Suddenly in the middle of one night I grew restless and my eyes opened by themselves. The cock on the wall started showed one PM by AM. I felt a sudden urge to get out of the room and looked at the door. Before I could reach I saw the same smoky ball entering my room from the closed door. It slowly started taking shape. Keeping my eyes on it, I tried my best to move my body and get up, but I couldn't move. Not even my, my fingers, my hands, legs, whole body felt so heavy and numb. However, I am completely aware of everything, myself, my emotions, my room, what was happening around me. My only confusion was whether I was awake, sleeping or awake. A black entity t- took a form and emerged in the shape of a beautiful woman. A lady standing in front of me was wearing a bright white sarari. She had long jet black hair, which had kept op- op- kept open, which has almost reached her wrist. It's fair complexion, and she had fair complexion, a big wide rimmed, and black karori, a big big vermin blueberry, adored her forehead. Through uh, though she's beautiful, she's not, she was n- nothing divine about her face. Mysterious smile curved her lips. It was good enough to tell me that I was getting into big trouble. She slowly tiptoed across the room and came across me. She stood on the left side of my bed and looked straight into my eyes. I returned my gaze. My previous experiences of such ghosts taught me to face them without fear and never give up. A lady perched herself on the big bamboo chair which was placed near my bed. The bamboo chair was a new addition to my room as it was gifted fondly by my uncle. He Bought it especially for me from the archaeological parish A R U N A C H A L P R A D E S H, where he posted that time as deputy collector of super. She made herself comfortable in the chairs as if going to sit there for a while forever. I found myself in a state of panic as I struggled to move at my panic paralytic state. Cold sweat broke my brow. I could only not, I could not figure out any more whether this was real or nightmare. She sighed and smiled at me. Do not be afraid of me. I'm your friend. Or whatever. However, my instinct clearly told me that she was a devil in disguise and had some evil intention for coming here. What do you want from me? Why do you come? Have you come here? I tried in my best to show my brave front. Nothing. I've just come to take you, Capri, with me. Where do you want to take me? I was suspicious about her intention. She laughed and held her hand softly. Trust me. As she caught hold of my hand, I felt jerking out of my body and suddenly we started moving with lightning speed. We entered some wormhole. Bright lights of all colours started reflecting around me. We passed through them. Soon came across it in, into it in a bright open place. I didn't want to go any further, but she pulled me in. The place was large, barren land and seemed luminous without any boundaries. It opened a vast sky with an extraordinary brightness, which was glaring for the eyes. The sun appeared in a huge red ball of fire. The scorching heat prickled my skin. The land was completely dry and dark patches and crackles all over. We are now walking in a narrow trail 
the path beneath my feet being a rest, made of rustling sound. I was skeptical, hesitant to go forward, but she pulled me in head. Suddenly, there's a ghastly scene before me. I was horrified. The place swarmed with men, women, children of all ages. Some of them were howling in maddening laughter. Others were howling in great pain. I could see a few giant-sized men, garbled, completely black, beating and torturing the people. Even women and children were being hit brutally with iron sticks and dragons. Their screams were pitiful and heart-rendering. They had deep cuts in their bodies and flesh, blood oozed out. A terrible stretch of raw flesh and blood filled the whole atmosphere. As we passed by their side, a few of them started into my eyes with anguish and helplessness. I was horrified to see the innocent blood flowing, scarred faces of little children looking at me in agony. It seemed they were asking for help. I could not feel their pain. I, I could feel their dark pain. My heart cried out. I could do nothing. It was a complete shock at scene. I forgot I, that I was also a victim. A lady ordered me to keep on moving. After crossing the horrendous area, we came on to an empty, dusty, dry land again. Again, a long, tiring walk. We reached a heavy area with bulges the hills not too high. On reaching the top, the lady in white pointed out and said, This is your world. Well, follow me, she said, descending. From the height, I could see a mighty river flowing out some distance, which separated our sight side from the other world, which was nothing but complete darkness. As soon as we crossed the shore of the river, the lady ghost motioned me to cross it. As I put my, best, my foot forward, I saw the river was blood red in colour. It was roaring as if alive and burning from inside. I could feel intense heat coming from it. It filled with very thick, sticky fluid. The thick blood was boiling and foaming. Bubbles were erupting as if the river was breathing. The lady walked across the river with ease and soon crossed to the other side. I could faintly see one, a hand gesturing me to cross the river. I wanted to run, but there was enough something that kept pulling me to, to move forward. I was completely frustrated with what, what was happening to me. I tried my best to stop myself, but I, I, I was unable to do so. Then, as soon as I put my one foot in the river to try and cross it, I started being pulled into it. I was being sucked in, bogged down, down, down. Desperately, I tried my full strength from, to pull my body towards the shore, which was just a few feet away. I couldn't reach it. The pull from inside the river was too strong for me. I felt as if someone was sucking me into it. I looked down and saw there was infinite hands holding my legs, still pulling me inside. The bloody fluid had almost reached my neck. I started screaming on top of my voice for help. Suddenly I felt the presence of a strong hand on my arm. A hand easily and gently pulled me from the river. I found myself standing in an abandoned place. I was totally confused. I looked around. There was no sign of screaming or moaning people. The deadly river, or even the lady in white, that brought me here. There, before me was a standing a man with long grey hair. He was strongly built and held a long green gold stick in his right hand. The hand the stick was quite wide, flat at the bottom, touched the ground. He had bright eyes, but no expression in his face. Before I could even come to my senses, looked in my eyes and asked, but. In a very strong voice, what happens 
What brings you here, young man? I don't know. Beware. I'm not, you're not supposed to come to this place. Go back. I think you for, thank you for saving my life. Who are you? I'm the doorkeeper. Saying this, he disappeared before I could ask or explain anything to him. The next moment, I found myself on my bed in my room. It was 2.30 a.m. My whole body was soaked in sweat. It looked, took, took me a while to identify where I was. The scary incident I had been experienced was completely terrifying me. What was happening to me? Why was I experiencing such incidents? I thought I got rid of such incidents. But they had started haunting me again. Many questions clouded my mind. I never had any answers to them. Now, now also that I could precise, perceive, no one could provide answers to my long list of questions. The next two nights of the incident was report, repeated. A lady in sorry visited me, sat on the bed from a chair, took me to the same location, and tried her best to drown me. Both nights I was saved by the same doorkeeper that warned me about coming to the place and left without answering any of the questions handed me. I was helpless. The woman overpowered me, so she had to cast a spell. I had no control of my mind. I was totally powerless as, as, as I followed her blindly. The third night I was petrified after saving me from the doorkeeper. Saving the doorkeeper warned me of a serious tone. If you come back here one more time, I'm sorry. I will not be able to save you, young man. This is your last help and also last advice to you. Do not come back. I can sense that my life is in real danger. I seriously debated to the old man's advice and suddenly thought of a way to avoid the situation. I observed that a woman used to visit me at 1am. I started returned to my room at 2.30am. I started keeping myself awake. I drank cups of coffee and idle time watching TV in our living room. I started sleeping only after 3am. This routine continued for about a month. Soon after Superman's nights were taken, started to take a toll on me, my health and affected my work too. I could hardly concentrate due to extreme fit mental and physical tiredness. My parents were also suspicious about my abnormal routine. Was hard, I was really bad shape and prayed frequently, fervently every day, hoping the incident would not be repeated anymore. I was afraid to venture into my room before 3 a.m. because of dire warning given to my saviour. My frustration grew each day as I could not figure out what I could do to exaggerate myself and the situation. My thoughts were chaotic, my mind in a whirlpool. These reflections occurred every moment of the day and night. One morning I just reached my office and settled down on my desk when the phone rang. Sir, there's a personal call for you. Receptionist was online. I told her to connect the call. Hello, Capel. How are you? It's Ahmed. At the other end, my voice, his voice is heavy. There's tones of seriousness with him. I know I'm doing well. Is everything fine with you? And why are you sounding so serious? I worried. It's been a while since we had a meet. In fact, we had not met since the instance that started occurring. I'm down with high fever. Are you sure you're okay? Don't lie to me. I was taken aback by his words, but he was careful not to divulge in details. Yes, I'm completely fine, my friend. But why are you asking me this? What's the matter? You can find it's not true. There's, is it not true that there's a new chair in your bedroom? I wondered how he knew about the new bamboo chair. Ahmed had not visited my home since a month. He also not told 
I also not told him anyone about my new possession, which my uncle had gifted. This time I told him the truth. Yes, my uncle gifted it to me in Dewari. That means a dream I saw was true. I was completely taken by surprise. What dream are you talking about? I asked him. Last night I had a strange dream. I saw I come to your house and found something standing by the side outside your room. As soon as I opened the door, I witnessed you lying on the bed and a woman sitting in a bamboo chair. She looked at me with bloody eyes and threatened me. Are you his best friend? I shall take you along with him. Dream felt so real and tearful that it shook me inside. Um, I got up in great fear and then having fear, having, having fear since then. I was speechless and told him that he seen his dream it was absolutely true. The same incident was occurring with me. We started to meet at Alma's house every after my office hours. You have been listening to Remembrances of a Spit Seeker by Compel Cumia Basker. Copyright by published in India 2017. Publishes MS Angel Books Publication Sales Office 525 6 to 10 HBIC Fabarabad Hararia. And the book number, if you wish to purchase it, is ISBN 978-81-933599-1-4. Today in the gym, our popular classes are Yoga with Lucy, Baby Yoga with Ben, Hot Yoga with Howard, Cold Yoga with Claire, Ashtanga Yoga, Iyengar Yoga, or try our brand new class with Lucy and Mark, Lukewarm Yoga. For those that don't do popular choices, the Jaguar E-Pace, a compact SUV with sports car DNA. Jaguar, a breed apart. Alice started to her feet. She had never before seen a rabbit with a waistcoat pocket or a watch. Burning with curiosity, she ran after it, just in time to see it pop down a large rabbit hole. She went to follow, but received a Snapchat from her sister playing with the cat. Distracted, Alice forgot all about the waistcoated rabbit and went on to a less than successful career in recruitment. The end. Don't let silly distractions get in the way of great stories. With the world's largest selection of audiobooks, the difference is audible. And welcome to Horses and Mark podcast show. The following is a free chapter from the Reminiscences of a Seeker by Kapil, K-A-P-I-L. Karma K U M A R Brasica B H A S K A R My Paranormal Encounters Many years ago ago in a very hot summer it was a very hot summer afternoon i was waiting for a bus on the road adjoining the delhi border i was going home but in in those times public transport was not easily available after waiting for half an hour or so i decided to ask for a lift 
Chance of a few failed attempts. A young man around my age, in the early twenties, offered me to take me along. He told me that he met, he met his friend ten minutes on the way. I agreed and sat on his motorbike as he was going towards the same area where I resided. After some time, he stopped to see his friend, introduced him as Amen Singh, A M A N S I N G H. My, this is how I met Amen for the first time, and soon we became my best friend. Men's father had been a fighter pilot near Indian Air Force. He died a martyr in the war of 1971. I was new to the city of Farabad. F A R A. B D F A R I D B D A B A D as I have recently shifted through these from hostel after completing my college studies. My father retired from military engineering services and constructed a house in the city. He we had he had to settle there after his retirement. Ahmed became first friend of the engineering city. We shared a special bond which we both realised. Our first meeting, but it was it was such much more than that. This got this got revealed to us later that it was not the first time that we were meeting each other. We had been very good friends for many lifetimes. It was God's plan to make us meet again in his physical plane. A strange incident happened in my life. This made both of us aware that a special connection we shared and our common experiences. That particular episode, which happened. About two years after I met him, haunts our memories to date. I still remember the particular occurrence vividly as it changed the entire course of my life. It was an unforgettable night. It was two days prior to the Diwali, and festivities marked the city. I was in mid-twenties and still bachelor. Being ambitious with a vibrant young blood, I strove hard to reach the top. At the same time as for a flamboyant, he's going quite popular among my peers. I bear this an unshakable confidence in myself. The word fear did not exist in my dictionary, a quality which my friends admired. At that time, I was working for a multinational US-based company. With their offices in Delhi, I worked demanding late hours at the office. The night started like the usual one. I came home late, and after dinner went straight to my room. It was the furthest corner totally cut off from the entire house. Around 11.30pm I hit the bed and immediately went into deep sleep. Due to the hard and long working hours, I generally had sound sleep. However, that night I started feeling restless and woke up in a panic. The clock had just struck one. What I saw in front of me made my blood turn cold. My whole body trembled. I perspired from head to toe. For the first time in my life, I came to know what fear was. My room was dimly lit with DVDs placed outside the Dewey celebrations filtered through the window in my, into my room. In the faint life I witnessed a dark, dense, smoky cloud the size of a baseball moving from one wall to the other in the air close to the roof. I was spinning slowly. After some time it started recessing progressing towards me as if it were my presence in the room lowering down it took two or three rounds into my in my bed for a minute I went 
blank. I was unable to understand what it was. I was terrified. I sat on my bed. I could not sense what that it, what it was. Just mere black smoke. There is something more to it, and more subconscious within. I had some consciousness within it. After some time, it started revolving round me, circling me completely. It slowly came extremely close to me. It, I wanted to shout for help, but my voice failed. I felt choked and found it difficult to breathe. The black smoke was only a few inches from my face. With great difficulty, I stood up and managed to run out of the room. In the nick of time, I bolted the door from the outside. I was now on the veranda end of the open sky, completely shaken. I didn't know what to do. I looked up and down some deep breaths to return to normal. I pondered from my next room, went to my ne- on my next move. First thought which came to me was whether I should inform my parents. They said to my, and then I said to myself, maybe in the, the object inside the room was a figment of my imagination. Anyway, my parents would not do anything, even if, I, if it, that something existed in reality. I was lost in that to explain what happened in my room. It certainly was not a dream. Our body was still shaking, nervousness, my heart pounding at a fast pace. I sat down idly on the floor outside my room for about two hours or so. I remember such unexplainable instance had occurred many times before, but this time it was happening after many years. I used to experience such unusual phenomenon since the age of eight or nine as a child. I used to tell my parents about these incidents, but whether they not I could understand what was happening to me. After a certain age, I stopped telling them everything. I started keeping things to myself. I made myself strong. I started facing them on my own. Later that night, I gathered courage to telling myself that I could still handle. I could handle the situation, whatever it was. I turned to my room, put the lights on, and looked around very carefully. I checked every nook and corner to my room even under the bed, but there was no sign of anything. I looked at the book clock at 2.40 a.m. I dozed back with the lights on. The four, next four to four, five days passed in diary celebrations with family and friends. The memory of the incident occurred a few nights back got completely erased from my mind. After the facilities, my life resumed, I was back sleeping soundly in my room. Suddenly, in the middle of one night, I grew restless, and my eyes opened by themselves. The clock on the wall started showed one p.m. by a.m. I felt a sudden urge to get out of the room and looked at the door. Before I could reach, I saw the same smoky ball entering my room from the closed door. It slowly started taking shape. Keeping my eyes on it, I tried my best to move my body and get up, but I couldn't move, not even my fingers, my hands, legs, whole body felt so heavy and numb, however I am completely aware of everything, myself, my emotions, my room, what was happening around me, my only confusion was whether I was awake, sleeping or awake, a black entity t- took a form and emerged in the shape of a beautiful woman, a lady standing in front of me was wearing a bright white sarari, she had long jet black hair, which had kept open, o- kept open, which has almost reached her wrist. It's fair complexion. And she had fair complexion, a big wide rimmed and black karori, a big big varamine blueberry adored her forehead. Through, uh, though she's beautiful, she's not, she was n- nothing divine about her face. Mysterious smile curved her lips. It was good enough to tell me that I was getting into big trouble. 
She slowly tiptoed across the room and came across me. She stood on the left side of my bed and looked straight into my eyes. I returned my gaze. My previous experiences of such ghosts taught me to face them without fear and never give up. A lady perched herself on the bamboo chair which was placed near my bed. The bamboo chair was a new addition to my room, as it was gifted fondly by my uncle. He bought it especially for me from the archaeological parish A R U N A C H A L P R A D E S H, where he was posted at that time as deputy collector of super. She made herself comfortable in the chairs, as if going to sit there for a while forever. I found myself in a state of panic as I struggled to move at my paralytic state. Cold sweat broke my brow. I could only not, I could not figure out any more whether this was real or nightmare. She sighed and smiled at me. Do not be afraid of me. I am your friend. Or whatever. However, my instinct clearly told me that she was a devil in disguise and had some evil intention for coming here. What do you want from me? Why do you come? Have you come here? I tried in my best to show my brave front. Nothing. I've just come to take you, Capri, with me. Where do you want to take me? I was suspicious about her intention. She laughed and held her hand softly. Trust me. As she caught hold of my hand, I felt jerking out of my body, and suddenly we started moving with lightning speed. We entered some wormhole. Bright lights of all colours started reflecting around me. We passed through them, soon came across it in, into it in a bright open place. I didn't want to go any further, but she pulled me in. A place as large, barren land and seemed luminous without any boundaries. It opened a vast sky with an extraordinary brightness, which was glaring for the eyes. But the sun appeared in a huge red ball of fire. The scorching heat prickled my skin. The land was completely dry and dark patches and crackles all over. We were now walking in a narrow trail, the path beneath my feet being a rust- made of rustling sound. I was sceptical and hesitant to go forward, but she pulled me in head. Suddenly, there was a ghastly scene before me. I was horrified. The place swarmed with men, women, children of all ages. Some of them were howling in maddening laughter. Others were howling in great pain. I could see a few giant-sized men, garbled, completely black, beating and torturing the people. Even women and children were being hit brutally with iron sticks and dragons. Their screams were pitiful and heart-rendering. They had deep cuts in their bodies and Flesh, blood oozed out. A terrible stench of raw flesh and blood filled the whole atmosphere. As we passed by this side, a few of them started into my eyes with anguish and helplessness. I was horrified to see the innocent blood flowing, scarred faces of little children looking at me in agony. It seemed they were asking for help. I could not feel their pain. I could feel the dark pain. My heart cried out. I could do nothing. It was a complete shock at the scene. I forgot I, that I was also a victim. A lady ordered me to keep on moving. After crossing the horrendous area, we came to an empty, dusty, dry land again. Again, a long, tiring walk. We reached a heavy area with bulges and hills not too high. On reaching the top, the lady might pointed out and said, This is your world. Well, follow me. She said, descending. 
From the height, I could see a mighty river flowing out some distance, which separated our sight side from the other world, which was nothing but complete darkness. As soon as we crossed the shore of the river, the lady ghost motioned me to cross it. As I put my best f- my foot forward, I saw the river was blood red in colour. I was, it was roaring as if alive and burning from inside. I could feel intense heat coming from it. It filled with very thick, sticky li- fluid. This thick blood was boiling and foaming. Bubbles were erupting as if the river was breathing. The lady walked across the river with ease and soon crossed to the other side. I could faintly see one a hand gesturing me to cross the river. I wanted to run, but there was enough something that kept pulling me to, to move forward. I was completely frustrated with what, what was happening to me. I tried my best to stop myself, but I, I was unable to do so. Then, as soon as I put my one foot in the river to try and cross it, I started being pulled into it. I was being sucked in, bogged down, down, down. Desperately, I tried with my full strength from, to pull my body towards the shore, which was just a few feet away. But I couldn't reach it. The pull from inside the river was too strong for me. I felt as if someone was sucking me into it. I looked down and saw there was infinite hands holding my legs, still pulling me inside. The bloody fluid had almost reached my neck. I started screaming on top of my voice for help. Suddenly I felt the presence of a strong hand on my arm. A hand easily and gently pulled me from the river. I found myself standing in an abandoned place. I was totally confused. I looked around. There was no sign of screaming or moaning people. The deadly river, or even the lady in white, that brought me here. There. Before me was a standing man with long grey hair. He was strongly built and held a long green gold stick in his right hand. The, hand. the stick was quite wide, flat at the bottom, touched the ground. He had bright eyes, but no expression in his face. Before I could even come to my senses, he looked at my eyes and asked for in a very strong voice, what happens, what brings you here, young man? I don't know. Beware, I'm not, you're not supposed to come to this place. Go back. I think you for, thank you for saving my life. Who are you? I'm the doorkeeper. Saying this, he disappeared before I could ask or explain anything to him. The next moment, I found myself on my bed in my room. It was 2.30 a.m. My whole body was soaked in sweat. It took me a while to identify where I was. The scary incident I had been experienced completely terrified me. What was happening to me? Why was I experiencing such incidents? I thought I got rid of such incidents. But they had started haunting me again. Many questions clouded my mind. I never had any answers to them. Now, now also that I could precise, perceive, no one could provide answers to my long list of questions. The next two nights of the incident was report, repeated. A lady in sorry visited me, sat on the bed from a chair, took me to the same location, and tried her best to drown me. Both nights I was saved by the same doorkeeper that warned me about coming to the place and left without answering any of the questions handed me. I was helpless. The woman overpowered me, so she had to cast a spell. I had no control over my mind. I was totally powerless as, as, as I followed her blindly. Third night, I was petrified after saving me from the doorkeeper. 
this evening. The doorkeeper warned me of a serious tone. If you come back here one more time, I'm sorry. I will not be able to save you, young man. This is your last help and also last advice to you. Do not come back. I can sense that my life is in real danger. I seriously debated to the old man's advice and suddenly thought of a way to avoid the situation. I observed that a woman used to visit me at 1 a.m. I started to return to my room at 2.30 a.m. I started keeping myself awake. I drank cups of coffee and idle time watching TV in our living room. I started sleeping only after 3 a.m. This routine continued for about a month. Soon after Superman's nights were taken, started to take a toll on me, my health and affected my work too. I could hardly concentrate due to extreme fit mental and physical tiredness. My parents were also suspicious about my abnormal routine. Was hard, I was really bad shape and prayed frequently, fervently every day, hoping the incident would not be repeated anymore. I was afraid to venture into my room before 3 a.m. because of the dire warning given to my saviour. My frustration grew each day as I could not figure out what I could do to exaggerate myself and the situation. My thoughts were chaotic, my mind in a whirlpool. These reflections occurred every moment of the day and night. One morning I just reached my office and settled down on my desk when the phone rang. Sir, there's a personal call for you. Receptionist was online. I told her to connect the call. Hello, Capel. How are you? It's Ahmed. At the other end, my voice, his voice is heavy. There's tones of seriousness in him. I know I'm doing well. Is everything fine with you? And why are you sounding so serious? I queried. It's been a while since we had a meet. In fact, we had not met since the incidents that started occurring. I'm down with high fever. Are you sure you're okay? Don't lie to me. I was taken aback by his words, but he was careful not to divulge in details. Yes, I'm completely fine, my friend. But why are you asking me this? What's the matter? You can find it's not true. There's, is it not true that there's a new chair in your bedroom? I wondered how he knew about the new bamboo chair. Ahmed had not visited my home since a month. He also not told I also not told him anyone about my new possession, which my uncle had gifted. This time I told him the truth. Yes, my uncle gifted it to me in Duari. That means the dream I saw was true. I was completely taken by surprise. What dream are you talking about? I asked him. Last night I had a strange dream. I saw I come to your house and found something standing beside you, outside your room. As soon as I opened the door, I witnessed you lying on the bed and a woman sitting in a bamboo chair. She looked at me with bloody eyes and threatened me. Are you his best friend? I shall take you along with him. The dream felt so real and tearful that it shook me inside. Um, I got up in great fear and um, having fear and having having fear since then i was speechless and told him that he'd seen his dream it was absolutely true the same incident was occurring with me we started to meet at alma's house every after my office hours you have been listening to Remembrances of a Spit Seeker by Compel Cumia Basker. Copyright by published in India 2017. Publishes MS Angel Books Publications Sales Office 525 6 10 HBNC Fribarabad Hararia.
and the book number if you wish to purchase it is ISBN 978-81-933599-1-4 Today in the gym our popular classes are Yoga with Lucy, Baby Yoga with Ben, Hot Yoga with Howard, Cold Yoga with Claire, Ashtanga Yoga, Iyengar Yoga or try our brand new class with Lucy and Mark, Lukewarm Yoga. For those that don't do popular choices, the Jaguar E-Pace, a compact SUV with sports car DNA. Jaguar, a breed apart. 